0: This is a Squiz podcast, where your shortcut to being informed. Hello, and welcome to our Squiz the Election series, your shortcut to the 2022 federal election. So far, we've set the scene about where this election starts and what it will take for the major parties to win and where those seats might come from. In this episode, we're going to look at the parties themselves, what they stand for and their success or lack thereof in the past. I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. Claire, let's start with the big guys, the major parties, and we'll kick off with the coalition first, given they're the ones in government. As the name suggests, it's a group of parties. That's the Liberal Party of Australia, the Nationals, the Liberal National Party, known as the LNP in Queensland, and the Country Liberal Party from the Northern Territory. Put simply, they need each other.
1: Yeah, so the way the Coalition won 77 seats last election was the Liberals won 44 seats, the Nationals won 10, and the LNP in Queensland won 23. The LNP requires a little bit of explanation. It's a merged Liberal and National Party. That happened back in 2010. And within the current crop of MPs from Queensland, five MPs consider themselves to be Nats, like the Agriculture Minister. David Littleproud and 18 consider themselves liberals like Peter Dutton. So when you put that sort of lens on it the liberals won 62 seats in 2019 and the Nats won 15. And Claire what's that magic
0: number we've burned in our brain for getting a majority in the House of Reps? Yeah, we need like a ding 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 or yeah.
1: something on this. It's 76 <laughs> <laughs> ding ding ding.
0: <laughs> and the Liberals 62 seats is not 76 seats back in 2019, but if you added those numbers together, you got enough seats to form a government. The Libs and the Nats are different kettles of fish, so there's a formal arrangement to make it work when they come together to form either the government or the opposition.
1: It's very imaginatively called the Coalition Agreement (laughs) and it's made after each election. It covers things like giving the junior partner, um, so the Nats, the Deputy Prime Ministership or the Deputy Opposition Leader if they're in opposition. Uh, And it also carves up the ministries and the representation in Cabinet or Shadow Cabinet if they're in opposition. Uh, It also talks about how they'll field candidates at the election, uh, but it's not a document that's made public. Nope, it's a secret deal.
0: It means the Liberal Prime Minister of the day doesn't have a say over who represents the Nationals in their own cabinet. That's how important the Nats are to the Libs when it comes to holding and sharing power. But it also does depend on the players at the time.
1: Yeah, and you and I could talk for ages about how Mm -hmm. the Nationals leader, Barnaby Joyce, brings a very different energy to things Mm. than the former leader, Michael McCormack, but I think we can spare squizzes that (laughs) fly-in-the-wall experience. Uh, But the relationship between the parties depends on those at the table at the time and their vision for their political organisations. Just
0: on that, their visions are different, but they're also similar. They're both considered to be at the conservative end of the political spectrum. Now, that's a bit of a relative term here in Australia.
1: Yeah, so relative to Labor, the Libs and the Nats are to the right of them for sure. But compared to, say, America's Republican Party, they are definitely more liberal. Okay, but hold on for a bit just there and we'll back it up. Right, left, conservative,
0: liberal, let's quickly explain that. The left refers to people and groups that have liberal views, small l, liberal views, and the right refers to people or groups that have conservative views.
1: Yeah, and because you can't... Put people in neat little boxes all the time. It's a bit more complicated than that. For example, there are people in the coalition and in the Labor Party who are conservative when it comes to economic issues, but liberal when it comes to social issues. And there's many variations in between. But looking at Australian politics as a whole, uh, for a long time, we've generally been less radical. So there's fewer people in our parliaments on the far left and on the far right of the political spectrum than many other democracies. Around the, world. the theory goes
0: that who is in the House of Reps reflects the community. It is the people's house after all. So Claire, take us through what the Libs and Nats stand for.
1: Yeah, sure. So the Liberals promote free enterprise and individual liberty, the idea that businesses and individuals should be free to pursue their interests and develop wealth with limited government controls. It argues that the greatest benefits will flow to all citizens if governments encourage business, restrict intervention and keep services limited uh, to helping those in the community with the most need, while also encouraging self-reliance. And what about the Nats? What about the Nationals? The Nationals' values are socially conservative and they also want to promote private enterprise. The difference with the Liberals is that they advocate for government support for communities outside the major capitals, Uh, but overall the party believes that the role of the government should be kept at a minimum.
0: Okay, that's enough on the Coalition. Let's now cover off the other big player in Australian politics, the Australian Labor Party. (music) Labor, or the ALP, is the major centre-left political party in Australia. It's also the nation's oldest political party.
1: Yeah, its roots are in the union movement. And by that, I mean uh, what sprung up from workers banding together uh, to organise and to represent their interests to business owners and to government. Looking back, Labor was the first party to win a majority in the Australian Parliament. That happened in 1910. And today it has members and senators in the federal parliament from every state and territory. When it comes to what it stands for, the rights of workers are still at its core. Yeah, the ALP advocates for improved working and living conditions for the wage earning population. Labor also believes that unregulated private enterprise tends to produce inequalities and injustices. They also argue that there should be more equal distribution of wealth and opportunity achieved through government economic intervention and the provision of services. And that's quite different to the
0: coalition's principles of a hands off approach to government. Claire, another big
1: difference between the major parties is how they're funded. Well, to start with what's the same, both Labor and the coalition parties and all minor parties and independent candidates who receive enough support at the election receive public funding. The idea is that it reduces the influence of private money and special interests on elections and therefore shaping public policy. The major parties get about a third of their funding that way. Uh, and looking at the 2019 election, that amounted to almost 70 $50 million dollars paid out by the Australian Electoral Commission to those major parties.
0: And how that works is the candidates that received 4% of the formal first preference vote received an automatic payment of election funding of $10,080, and then they have to submit a claim for expenditure on their campaigns, anything greater than that. So that's what the coalition parties and Labor have in common. What's the difference?
1: where their donations come from. So if you're on the Labor side, a lot of financial support comes from the trade unions via affiliation fees, special levies and donations, whereas the coalition relies on private and corporate support. There's a lot of criticism about how opaque the funding of our political parties is, and we'll cover that during this series too, I think. Can't wait for that one. Just before we finish off, give us a sense of past
0: results for the major parties.
1: So let's look back almost 20 years. That would be to the 1993 election won by Labor's Paul Keating. Uh, Including that election, there have been 10 elections run in total and the coalition has won seven of them, including the last three. There's been some very tight results
0: in there, though, so nothing's guaranteed. And here we are getting ready to go again. (music) All right, that's the major parties covered off. They're not the only players though. In our next episode, we'll get you across the minor parties and the independents because there's a lot going on in that space for this
1: election. Yeah, there sure is. It's another element that's going to make this campaign a (laughs) rip-snorter. And on the parties and the candidates, who they are, uh, what they stand for and how they can afford to run a campaign. So, we're here for you on that.
0: We sure are. And remember we have our podcast series, Our The Squiz happening during the election. So if you've got a question or something that you want clarified, shoot it through to hello at the squiz.com.au. We're going to be covering off the most frequently asked questions each week, and we'll do our best to answer them. Until next time.